You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Detroit Uncensored. All things Detroit. Real talk, no holding back, no holds barred. Good afternoon. Happy Friday. It is August 22nd, 2020, 5.05 p.m. Uh, we are back in the Detroit Uncensored Studios. I have a special guest with me, Herman Barbie. Uh, I happen to call him Herman Barbie at Quicken Loans over and over again just to bust his balls a little bit, but he's a great man. Um, we've had a lot of good conversations, and uh, we are going to dive into some, uh, I guess, would you say controversial stuff? Mm. To some people, it can be and it should be. Yes, good, 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 good. Because you know this is Detroit Uncensored, and that's what that's what this is about. So, uh, before we begin, I, I, what I want to do is just uh, you know I don't know much about where you're from, where you grew up. Um, I assume that we'll probably be friends. You know, coming up in these campaigns, we've known yep. each other a long time. Yep, uh, we saw each other at the uh, America Sheriff. And we met David Clark together. Yes. We had awesome cool. beards. I, you see, I posted the pictures of us. I on saw there. that. It was good. It was, it was a really nice night. And I had to trim event. it off a little bit, but yeah. yeah. So uh, where did you grow up? So I'm born and raised in uh, Gross Point, Michigan. No, oh, you rich boy. I uh, grew up on the lake with a silver spoon in my mouth. Where did you, so, you graduate? Uh, graduated high school 1999, Gross Point South. So do you know Daria Kobasova? I know the name, actually. That's my wife. Really? Yeah, she graduated 99, Gross Point South. No kidding. Blonde-haired Russian. Oh, no kidding. Yep. She's my wife of eight years. Eight How about that? Eight years and three days. Yep. And she's <laughs> uh, my baby's half Russian. Awesome. Yep. Yep. Uh, when you say 99 Gross Point South, I date all the women. So, yeah, <laughs> you know how it goes. So, cool, cool, cool. Small okay. world. All right. So, you went to Gross Point South. Um, and then, where, did you go to college? Went to Western Michigan University. Okay. Started in uh, business and uh, music. Wanted to go into the music business. What instrument do you play? And I'm a guitar player for 25 years now, probably. <laughs> And uh, do some bass and drums and vocals, various bands, uh, projects and stuff over the last several years. Nothing uh, long-term or serious, but more so as a hobby right now. Yeah. And then after college, I kind of traded in my guitar for a mortgage calculator. Yep. And What year done. did you start at Quicken? Quicken was 2004. So it's okay. Been, it'll be 16 years next month. Congratulations, man. Thank you. You know, that, that's, that's like a century. That's like... Because I started yeah. in 2010, and I made it to 2013 when I quit. Yeah, yeah. And I was doing well. I just uh, uh, I wanted to spend more time with my wife, and I went to a place with more basis points. There you, you, know, you know, grass is always green on their side. There's pros yeah. and cons of each, but yeah. um, it was nice driving 15 minutes to work than versus going downtown. <laughs> but I can tell you I learned more about leadership and empathy and, and listening to other people's point of reviews at Quicken. Absolutely. And I really enjoyed coaching the younger bankers. So. Absolutely, yeah. So um, are you planning on staying at – well, hopefully no one at Quicken's listening, but is this going to be a, a retirement thing for you? No, no, no. So You're not uh, going to be like a Joe Lonsbury and live there forever or work there forever? <laughs> I love Joe. I went to Joe's high awesome. I went to high school with him. He's, I worked with him in solution consulting. I still, so I'm a solution consultant. Yeah. Uh, if you're in the process of buying a house and uh, there might be a challenge or a concern, I am there to address that and fix it, kind of like a mortgage mechanic basically. Yeah, you, you made me a lot of money. So hey, you're welcome. Congratulations. Yeah, when, but, but when I was new and I wasn't sure about a lot of things, you helped. You fixed a lot of things yep. for me. Want to hear a funny story about Joe? Yeah. Uh, I w when I was in high school, I used to pick on people a little bit because I was big. Okay. And I liked to play sports. And one day I messed with Joe, and Joe threw me down and threw a desk on me. Threw a desk on you? Yeah, yeah. Ouch. Yeah, but because he doesn't seem like he's that. You know, he seems docile. 
He's he's calm, cool, and collected. Yeah, but you, you mess yeah. with him, he won't. He uh, he's got his pilot's license. Carefully, doesn't run a plane. Oh, dude, now. I would love to go up to <laughs> Mackinac with him one day. I, I've asked yes. him, and I'd like to jump out of a plane. But I, I gotta be I gotta be honest with you. Um, I was impressed that Joe stuck up for himself. Yeah. And uh, you know, I come from a, prof- a professional boxing family. I probably would have whopped him if my parents would have let me. <laughs> but I was so impressed that he defended himself. That's good. Just like when you called, oh. you, you repeatedly made me call you Herman. Herman. When well, I was messing with you. Stand up for who you are and what you believe in. Yeah, I mean, you know? people call me. Uh, uh, Bernard Humphrey or Barnyard or Barnyard Bernard oh, yeah or Blowjob Humphrey Free for BJ. So. I know. So um, yeah, so I'm glad you're here, man. You know, um, you know, I I remember leaving the sheriff David Clark event. We had an awesome conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we agree on a lot of things. Um, the things that we disagree on are, are again are semantics, just like just very very small things that aren't going to change my opinion on who I vote for. Sure. So let's kind of dive in. I'm going to pull up uh, some some things. Did you want to play the clip first for for this for the first one, or did you want to uh, go over it? Um, I forgot. So we'll, we'll play that one a little while later. Okay. But uh, what what we wanted to talk about here is yeah, take the charge. Yeah, you know, is is more so with the climate. You know, we're what, less than 90 days or so away from uh, mm-hmm. from the election. Yep, and it's just been coming to a head. I mean, it's obviously. Uh, 2020, left versus right, the polarization of everything. It's embarrassing, isn't it? It is frustrating is yeah. the word I would use perhaps. Yeah. And at the same time, I feel very necessary. In this country, the way that it's been structured and the way that yeah. our founding fathers established our, our country, we, we more or less, and especially more now, it feels like more so we're going to battle with each other every yeah. four years. Yeah. Um, granted, you know, the cable news channels, they, they swell you one way or the other. Oh, they don't help. It doesn't help. It polarizes it. But through all of this, there's been this left versus right thing. We're obviously constantly against each other. And in the middle, there has been this this fermenting of these these you know the grassroots the the, yeah. the people that have been left out and that is why in 2016 we saw Donald Trump get elected I feel yeah. and this whole American patriotic movement coming in America first make America great again and what that's truly and stop about, worrying about Europe because we 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 had such a long time like oh Europe it's a popularity yeah. contest like screw them we need to fix our us yeah. first and then we can help other people and it's and it's not necessarily right versus left but it's more so like what's right versus wrong and there's people who are wrong on both the right and the left mm-hmm. very frankly yeah, yeah yeah but it's more so up and down as opposed to left and right so we're either going in the right direction we're going up. Or we're going down. I think Ronald Reagan said that like sixty some years ago, but it's so true. Yeah, and I, I, and I, see, I see that right now. There we go. So with um, with regards to the, the political climate right now, there's the the grassroots, and you have it rising up on both sides, on the left and the right. Yeah. What I'm seeing right now is more so of a patriotic establishment coming up. It's the party of the people. And that's the thing. It's the people, the grassroots that got left out that are now in charge or in starting to take down the, I, the I, evil and the wickedness. I agree with you. Um, when we lost the Detmer campaign, yeah. um, you know, I, I, and I said this before, I would love that my daughter was older. I could give her a teacher a moment. Hey, mm-hmm. we lost this campaign. It should sting. It should really sting. Yeah. But look at all the great things we did. I got yeah. a chance to meet Patrick Kobeck. We got a chance to get in touch. Yes. We did a lot of good work. Yep. We should feel proud about that. Absolutely. Now, we lost. It should sting. We don't get a trophy. Right. But, uh, you know, when you lose a sales contest and you get second place, you still get papered up. That's true. So. But we learn from it and we yeah. move on and we get stronger because of it. And that's one thing that I feel 
everyone's learning daily now. And and through this whole thing, it's it's almost as if the hand of God is just – he's putting his people together. 2022, Mike Demmer has is gonna. He's easily gonna take. In my opinion, he's easily gonna take the district. Yeah, no, absolutely. I will do everything in my power to make sure that happens. Unless if he does, if he doesn't run, our, I, I will probably stay with Detroit Center and do the the state rep. Because yeah. I mean, I get I get Charles Clark wants me to run for president. <laughs> wow. Okay. I can never do that, but I could do a state rep. You know what state I mean? State rep. And sure. I wouldn't want to yeah. do Congress because the, I just don't like the idea of. People following around my family and just mm. ridiculing them, but I think I don't think that happens as bad as state rep. Yeah, but right now, just so you know, I'm not trying to be a jerk. I'm trying to share this on our Detroit Centered page and, okay. and on my other page. Okay, so that way everybody can see it. and We can get as many views as possible. There you go. All right. So through this whole thing, yeah. So keep going because I know yeah. you, I know you have a agenda. Yep. So and, through this whole thing, we've seen social media uh, take off. It's the devil. It's it, well, it it can be used for good or for evil, mm-hmm. for for truth or for lies and unfortunately the, the people that are in control of a lot of it um, are out for themselves in a certain specific agenda and we can go down that rabbit hole I'd prefer not to but throughout all of this we've started to see uh, this this army this army of righteous uh, a righteous anger are we talking about the left the leftist righteous army that think they that all their they, they can say whatever they want because they're right or are we talking about like right wing armies that are going to uh, retaliate eventually against it's, the left you know and it's the interesting part it's growing on both sides yeah it's scary it is it's no it's interesting it doesn't have to be scary when you're aware of your surroundings, let me remind you. you, I'm, yeah. you know, after you talk to this, I'm going I'm yeah. to remind you a story of what a, a Russian professor told me when I had ah. Thanksgiving dinner with him. Wow. Okay. Um, but go ahead. I, I'll tell you the story yep. because we're used to seeing political spectrums like this. Yep. I'm going to show you a, a, something that blew my mind. But go ahead. I'm sorry. Okay. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, it's all right. So, so through this whole thing, you've seen the rise of uh, digital soldiers you know, on both sides, very frankly. Mm-hmm. And uh, one thing that's been so very profound has been the, the weapon of the meme <laughs> – if you will, you know, a picture with words, just blunt truth, and it gets into the mind, into the back of the mind to communicate truth. And and it's one thing that's really been powerful on Twitter, especially, and sadly. It's embarrassing. It's, it's, it's been embarrassing for some, but it's been very empowering for others. People are starting to wake up, and that's actually been a tool that I've seen and actually used to help wake up folks on both sides. It's profound truth, which has been lost in the in the battle of politics, if you will, and ultimately at the end, it's it's about righteous government ruling and reigning as opposed to an agenda of evil and darkness. Very I don't honestly, think, I don't think people care about truth. I think care about, people care about more about winning. For example, mm. in this election, people care more about Donald Trump losing than standing up for someone they believe in. Sure, I told Mike Denver I, I was proud that I believed that I could stand up for him. Yeah, versus. You know, I didn't like Alyssa Slotkin, so you know it would have been easy to say, "Oh, I don't want Alyssa Slotkin to win." But Mike had good values. Right? He had the exact same values as me. Yep. When I wanted to run in the 11th district against Haley Stevens, which would have been a disaster because that's super liberal. Yeah. Um, I talked to him, and we had almost the exact same values, and I was like, yep. "I'm with you 100." percent Yep. So one thing that we're seeing, you bring a great point here. By the way, this is awesome segue. Uh, has to do with. The, uh, the political mask that's worn over the spiritual condition of the person or the movement. So what we're seeing on the left and yeah. then what we're seeing on the right. What we're seeing on the left is this movement, and it manifests, whether it's Alyssa Slotkin or Hillary Clinton or whomever, and it's that spirit of what they call Jezebel. Who is Jezebel? Why is that relevant? Why should this even bring into the conversation? 
in the Bible, in history, the spirit of Jezebel, it rises up in history. It rises up against real authority. It will fight anyone that threatens its control. It will permit and accept the shedding of innocent blood. It's got zero respect for life, basically. Okay. It, it thrives on that. You're, it, you're actually educating me on this. Yeah. It believes it's above the law. And you might have heard that. You know, there's rules for, for me, but not for thee. You know, rules for thee and not for me, like one way or the other. It's got that two-tiered system of judge, of uh, government, if you will, and we've been seeing that. It sounds like leftists and, and Republicans. It does. I'm just kidding. I think, <laughs> but, I think is that what you were getting at? Well, yeah. It believes its I decisions was, are always right. I was joking, but that, I see that. It's, it's, it believes its decisions are always right. So it's, it's not necessarily the person, but it's the spirit inside of that movement, inside of that person. And that's the spirit of Jezebel on the left. Okay. So if Jezebel's rising up, if there's all this evil or this, this demonic doctrine of, of hate and control and no respect for life, what's on the other side? What's on the other side? The other side is what we call the spirit of Elijah. Who is the spirit of Elijah? Well, in the Bible and history, okay, Elijah was raised up to combat the spirit of or the actual queen of, of uh, Israel at the time. It was, it was Jezebel. Was it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, and Elijah was a prophet of God. He came up, and you might hear the Bible story about calling down fire from heaven. And that was a great awakening for the people of Israel back then because God showed up and Jezebel's God did not. And the people realized they had been lied to. They'd been deceived. They'd been loving and believing lies, and they've gone off the wrong path for so long. And that's almost kind of like where we're at right now in a spiritual sense. We've been going down this this left oh, and right years. paradigm. Yeah. And it took eight years, in my opinion, it took eight years of an Obama government to bring up a righteous anger and wake up these pro- these prophetic and patriotic eagles in this Trump movement, inside of the Trump movement, that are saying, absolutely not, we will not stand for this. We will stand for truth, life, liberty. Yeah. Th- think of him. Um, you remember the old Superman? Yeah, you know, yeah. He stood are, are you talking Chris Brees, Superman, or Clark Yeah, he's, the, the, just Superman in general. He, he stood for what, what was that? Truth, justice, and the American way, right? Yeah. Truth, justice, and the American way. What happened to truth, justice, and the American way? <laughs> it's gone. Did, I, read a, I watched a great video that talked about how um, the, there's the – it's the 10 deadly sins – and okay. then, and what's the opposite? The ten like there's ten commandments versus ten deadly sins. Is that like what you're envy of? versus jealousy and things like that? Charity versus chastity. Okay, like um, it was talking about how church was being taken out, and people are like, "Oh, you have to donate because of that because of envy mm. instead of donating on your own." And it was like the ten things that like most church people would do on their own is good nature without needing recognition. And then there's a left that it's like, you need to donate to this man because he's poor, envy, jealousy. Gotcha. And uh, it, it, and then it talked about the uh, – it had people like tweaking in the middle of the street and the breakdown of the moral fabric yeah. and how religion's lost and now we're with the mob culture, whatever. Right. It, it's a really good video. And yeah. my, my 19-year-old cousin who um, – whose dad's on the Jimmy Kimmel show, but he's a bassist. She – this is in California, but she's a conservative and she gets – Hot coffee poured on her all the time from people. Just mm. she's so soft and sensitive and nice. She's a sweetheart, and she has to call me and say, "BJ, I believe this, but can you help me write this parag- my my paper backwards? Right. I, I have to write the an argument. I have to help her write a reverse argument for her, okay. so she can get a good grade. Huh? Isn't that crazy? 
Because her teachers are Latina genderqueer. And and uh, yeah, so it, 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 we live in a really, really, really real – And this is where we're at right now. It's like yeah. there is absolute insanity on a certain craziness of the left where there is no right or wrong. Up is down. Left is right. Right is wrong. And death is life. You know, it's just craziness. Yeah, and it's like uh, if you're against them, if you're against a left mob, you're yeah, wrong. Exactly. Yep. If you're on the right side, you're wrong. Yep. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't respect authority. It believes it's always right. It doesn't right. respect it's authority. It doesn't respect religion. It's that spirit. It's not even just necessarily religion. Here's or spirituality, a, right? Because I'm, I'm a spiritual person. Right, so right. thou shalt not kill. Thou exactly. shalt not steal. Exactly. You know, you, there's a million dollars there. I'm not taking it. Exactly. These are principles. You just described what we call principles of the kingdom. Yeah. God's kingdom, the, the kingdom that is established in all creation. There's seven days in a week. There, the you know, sky is blue. The grass is green. There's seven days in a week. You don't kill innocent human life. You do not murder innocent. You you take care of your neighbor. You love your neighbor. You love your creator as you best know how. Or it's with all your heart, mind, soul, body, and strength. That's that's what Jesus taught. That's what the Bible teaches. And that, frankly, that's where America started. Yeah. Well, and, we're a Christian nation, even though we 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 have yep. freedom of worship. People oh, they forget that exactly. We are a Christian nation. There's only been here's a, something to take away. If, if 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 anyone walks away with something, keep this in mind. There's only been two nations in the history of mankind. Mm-hmm. that have been established and founded on the Bible and, and for God. The first nation was Israel, and God chose mm-hmm. Israel, but America chose God. And that's where we started 400 years ago. It was actually – it'll be 400 years this November was the establishment of the Mayflower Compact. The week of the election is the 400th anniversary of the Mayflower Compact. I'm surprised they haven't canceled that. Yeah, hopefully they don't cancel it. Yeah. I have a feeling COVID-19 is going to be over on November 4th. Oh, I think we all <laughs> do, dude. I can't wait. Can't wait. So right, anyway. I'm, I'm trying to um, get some people on here. There's some people that I know that are very religious. Okay. And uh, I think they would be – I think they would like this conversation. Sure. So we are just sure. I want to play a clip actually. Yeah, go ahead and play the clip yep. you like. So there's um, Can you need me to tee it up for you? I'm gonna tee I'll tee it up right here, right now. So this is uh this is from a press conference just a few days ago in the White House. Is it, it is it Trump or it, is it Kayla McCann? This is this she's is, a shark. This is <laughs> this is this is Trump. Kaylee yeah, Kaylee McEnany, she's amazing. Um this is Trump taking a question from a reporter. Yeah. And uh she's asking, you know, all about this this Q thing, this movement, and you know, like, oh my gosh, you're you're a wacko if you if you like it or whatever. But but guess what? He didn't uh, he didn't denounce it. He actually made her think and actually showed the fruit behind what's going on here. Check this out. <laughs> they do. Which I appreciate, but I don't know much about the movement. Uh, I have heard that it is gaining in popularity. And yep. from what I hear, is these are people that when they watch the streets of Portland, yep. when they watch what happened in New York City in just the last six or seven months, but this was starting even four years ago when I came here. Almost four years, can you believe it? Uh, these are people that don't like seeing what's going on in places like Portland and places like Chicago and New York and other cities and states. And uh, 
I've heard these are people that love our country and they just don't like seeing it. So I don't know really anything about it other than they do supposedly like me and <laughs> love they also this stuff. would like to see problems in these areas, like especially Law the areas order. that we're talking about, go away. Because there's no reason the Democrats can't run a city. And if they can't, we will send in all of the federal whether it's troops or law enforcement, whatever they'd like, we'll send them in, we'll straighten out their problem in 24 hours or less. Okay? Well, at the crux of the theory is this belief that you are secretly saving weird. the world from this satanic cult of pedophiles and cannibals. Does that sound like something you are behind? Or well, I haven't, I haven't heard that, but uh, is that supposed to be a bad thing or a good thing? save the world from problems i'm willing to do it i'm willing to put myself out there and we are actually we're saving the world from a radical left philosophy that will destroy this country and when this country is gone the rest of the world would follow the rest of the world would follow that's the importance of this country and when you look at some of the things that these people are saying yep so there it is yeah, when you use that, you when you use this radical left, I mean they're they're getting so many human traffickers in yep. Genesee County and California. Exactly, and and these people are just covering out the rug. It's not in the yep. news. This this, I don't care who you are. It should be in the news. Absolutely. All right. I don't care if it's Tom Hanks. I don't care if it's Donald Trump. That stuff needs to be in the news. Yep. We need to have. I, I was speaking to, to one of my friends from uh, Taiwan, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Hey, do you watch the news?" And they go, "No." They go, "We think it's crazy that you guys actually watch the news." Because they have state-sponsored TV, and we'll, yep. we don't get real news. Yep. So that's why we go underground to, like, bribe art and stuff like that. And then, sure. And then I have uh, – did I ever tell you what I use? No. Download the app, News 360. News 360, okay. Yep. So, like, when the Beirut bomb went off, yeah. you got articles from, like, uh, 360 different countries. Israel, Australia. So you could make your own decision. Okay. And it, it, it's really helped me because I don't uh, I don't really watch Fox News. Yeah, I don't watch CNN. I um, OAN, One American News. I don't watch OAN um, because I, th- I I I think it's um, I think it's super biased towards right right like extra right people. But I would be open to watching with you. And you, you, explain you know it to what's me. interesting, and this is what I love. And I, you know what? Believe it or not, I'm going to give CNN some credit here. Okay, when they started out, I don't know, thirty some years ago, whatever they were good. It was, it was headline news. That's yeah. all it was. I used to watch it. Yeah, me too. Uh, and then at 10 o'clock or 9 o'clock, I'd put on the O'Reilly Factor and 10 yeah. o'clock, I'd watch Hannity, even though I disagreed with him. Sure, sure. And and I, I, I'll give them credit where credit's due. They started out great. I feel that they, at least somewhat anyway. And they blew Nothing's it. perfect. But mm. I kind of, yeah, I do feel that they did. Who knows what Don Lemon's doing. And now it's just, it's the spin to the hard left and it's just, it's just been nuts. So with regards to- I think people are seeing it and that's what gets me the that, most. Well, I say that to say this, with, with OAN, it's it's Headline news during the day. It's kind of actually what CNN used to be. It's just the information that's, without the spin. So that's the stuff I, that Mike Detmer was on a lot when he was running on his campaign. Yeah. When he, well, like when they stormed the when they stormed the Capitol. Mm. I made a huge point on that in my last podcast. I said when I know these people. Yep. I was so pissed. I was like, they did not storm the Capitol. You know what I mean? Yeah. They walked in. The militia said hello to them. They let them right in. Yeah. They're all friends, and it really pissed me off when I saw them on Joe Rogan, and they're like. I hate when I hate when there's people I know like Londa and Mike and uh, people in the Denver campaign when they mm-hmm. get fucking slammed when I know that they're not like that. Yeah, yeah. 
It'd be like it'd be like if it happened to you. Like you're a great person, and then they're like, "Oh, Herman Barbie brought his you know AK-47 into the Capitol building, and threatening to shoot congressmen." That would never happen. No, but of, of course that's the what's, problem. Hey, what stops a bad guy with a gun? Me. <laughs> yeah, a good guy with a gun. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And and those who know how to operate it and operate it properly. Yep. Nothing that, wrong with having a gun. It's a tool. It's not a. It's not going to kill someone on its own. I always tell people uh, uh, a gun. And a gun and an abortion are two things that will kill somebody immorally mm. if you use them in any correct way. Mm. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah, I hear. I hear where you're coming from. I, I, I know you're more. You know, you're not a big fan of abortions, but not like at all. you know, it, you know, maybe maybe a hundred people a year might have their life saved because of an abortion. Maybe. I, I don't know the stats because yeah. I, because it's not it's not. So you you may, and you make a good point. So. I, I want to tell you a little bit about more back my background yeah, please, also. Please, please, So in the last year, the last couple of years, um, I actually ended up going to New York City. Uh, with, I, b- I believe people that have abortion shouldn't will meet their creator, and that's yep. be the big issue. So um, where where I kind of felt woken up, so to speak, in in a good way. Was it? Do you smell that? Pardon me. I'm sorry. I, I keep cracking jokes about the smell, <laughs> smell of New York. Oh, the New York. Okay. So I was in Times Square and um, there was this, this was in May, I don't know, four, three, four, five years ago. I can't remember. And uh, there was this car that drove up on the side and right in Times Square, right in downtown. And it made this humongous boom, big crash and everything. And I just remember people running away, just, just had no idea what's going on. And I had no idea, but just pretty much almost subconsciously, and with a few of my Quicken Loans work friends, we found ourselves running towards the blast. White, and white people, <laughs> but I didn't realize it until I got home, like probably a few days later. I'm like, you know what? Was it a bomb or something? What was it? No, it was just it was just a crazy guy. He ended up uh, running up on the sidewalk. I was had I been standing there five minutes earlier, I would have been dead. I was there yeah. walking like on that sidewalk on that street five minutes prior. That's crazy. I was five minutes away. So long story short. I find myself running towards danger. When when you see something, when you see people in trouble, what kind of a person are you? When you see the young and the innocent or the helpless, the, the widow, the orphan, what kind of a human being are you? It's not a religious thing. It's not a, a, a political thing. It's a human and kingdom thing. Which kingdom are we in? Are we in kingdom of light and truth? Or are we kingdom of death and darkness? And that's really kind of where we're at right now in political world yeah, yeah. It, in it's, 2020. It's because we have some people uh, in their first one, and then we have people in death and darkness. Yes. We have people that actually want to go out and kill five-year-old kids and shoot them in the head right now. Sick. It's sick. It's yeah. demonic. You know? These people are literally demon-possessed, so a lot of them. When I went out to the Proud Boys rally as an independent observer, right, because I just wanted to see if they were actually racist, and they're not. I promise you that. I didn't hear a single racial slur. I always said – I want to meet a I want to meet an Antifa person in the street and teach them a lesson <laughs> because of what they do to people. I didn't. I stayed. I stayed with security. Mm. I, and then I, we went out and I asked them a bunch of questions. And then they'll come in. I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure they get. I'm gonna have tons of questions for them. Sure. Their biggest complaint is they are anti-fascists. They hate Antifa mm. and they hate communism. Right. They have. Uh, I think out of a hundred people, um, twenty of them were black, twenty of them were Mexican, and sixty of them were white. Okay. So how's that a white nationalist group? Yeah. But the news portrays it that way. Wow. And it was embarrassing. It, it really it, it made me feel sad that that's why yeah. we were going to try to, you know, when we have if we get people writing blogs, yeah. it should be good good news. Um, if we don't know the answer to the questions, we'll say, hey, well, we'll get an answer to it. Exactly. So. I'm going to do the right thing when, when we're doing the, uh, you know, like if we're doing – 
news. I don't, yep. I don't know how we're going to do news. Most of it's our opinion. So, all right. So what's next on your list there? But I, so, I, I know I keep talking. No, that's all good. But all I, good. I, I really enjoy ca- yep. having conversations with you. I haven't, it's been, you know, close to seven months. So. Yeah. So we, um, I found myself, I got home and, uh, and it kind of just did a checkup from the neck up. And it was almost kind of like I had a new heart for, uh, j- just for a new, a new, a new, a new heart. I don't know how else to really describe it. And I found myself wanting to give of myself, my time, my energy, my money towards helping those that are th- the most vulnerable. And in our world right now, uh, there's this, in my opinion, a cancer called abortion that we've allowed to be legalized. It's, it's where people can go pay money to kill another human being. Let me ask you a question. If you go to the hospital and, you're, and your heart stops beating, you are pronounced what? Uh, you're coded, but you not, might not be pronounced dead yet. Okay. Once you are coded, once you they once the doctor pronounces you dead, you are you, you are dead. But my okay. my sister had a client that coded six times on the table during the surgery and right. then survived. But right. yeah, but once you're pronounced dead, you're dead. Right. So you can code and come back to life. Absolutely. So let me ask you this: So you're you're already dead. But what if the heart starts beating again? Mm-hmm. Are you are you still dead? No, you're alive again. Oh, you're alive again because your heart starts yep, beating again because exactly. there's you're still there. Well, how is that any different when there is a heartbeat inside you're make, of you're making my argument for me here. exactly why why I um I'm okay with being pro-choice because what if you want to go to hospice or something like that happens down the line mm-hmm. and the government says you can't have hospice or the doctor says you're dead and next thing you know your heart starts beating you, you know what i mean <laughs> right right it has it all has everything to do with right. universal health care it has nothing to do with you know my morality of killing innocent babies right. i think that's disgusting so so here's here's where i found myself this is just speaking of where i came from and and where i was the last few years uh, i found myself with a heart of wanting to help and protect and make a positive change mm-hmm. and that's what we all should do to some degree, I'm in my glad opinion. You're doing that yeah, because I, I felt the same way. Yeah, I think we could team up and, and do good. Absolutely. things. Absolutely. And so I found Wait, can myself. Can I borrow a couple bucks? Because <laughs> I heard you're giving out money. I, I, to the right causes at the right time. I'm just teasing. Absolutely. You. Yes. I'm totally teasing. Um, you. So one thing that that I found myself, I started volunteering with the Michigan Heartbeat Coalition in Oakland County, and that's a, with Cindy Holland and yeah. uh, is is uh, on that too. They were. I think I'm pretty sure they were involved to some degree. I don't Cindy know exactly. Is the pre- Cindy, Cindy, Cindy was the, yes. yes. Cindy's. The so pre- I started. I, love Cindy. I started getting connected with the, this grassroots movements mm-hmm. of patriotic Christian American value human beings that are just wanting to get this country back on track, get the state of Michigan back on track, get politics gone, but get back to righteous government did and you, governing. Did you ever notice when you met those people, they they were more accepting than the, the left wingers? Yeah, like I, when I told people that I was pro life, but I was pro I was pro life, but I was mm. pro choice. Um, no one in the Detmer campaign ridiculed me. Mm. They gave me hugs. Mm-hmm. I said I struggle with it every day sure. between me and my God. You know what I mean? Sure. Because I have a wife from grew up in Soviet Russia, and they never ridiculed me. Yeah. And so I was like, wow. And a lot of, a lot of people are seeing that because conservatives are really the party of tolerance. We don't care if you're black or white. We want everybody to have the, the same opportunity. So. Yeah. Absolutely. And so I so. find myself involved in the organization. We, uh, long story short, uh, about a year into the uh, the movement, uh, we have, I think it was a little over 210,000 signatures for the Michigan Heartbeat Bill. And what that means is when a heartbeat is detected, yeah. the baby is protected. And what we're in the process Not of- Not even the 21-week rule now? 
uh, no, is it even so heartbeat because you can you, you can, can find a heartbeat. You can find a heartbeat in as little as I think like three weeks, like twenty one. Yeah, days, but you can days. treat the baby in but twenty one weeks. So if there's something wrong with it, you can treat the baby within twenty one weeks in the womb. I believe so. Yeah. I'm not a doctor on that, but I do know basically when a heartbeat's detected, baby's protected. Good. So we we gained a lot of steam. We actually got a, gra- a lot of grassroots movement and uh, and resources together, and we're going to be basically we're reinventing ourselves right now. And um, the new organization is called Michigan for Life. The web, web address is MI. You sent that to me earlier yep. today, right? You can put that on the, uh, the website. MI, M-I. the number four, yep. life.org. Dot O-R-G. Yep. Now, I'll pro- I will go with you to these, but just know that, you know, I'm not super pro-life. You know that, right? Yep. Understood. But Understood. I, I – in the government, but I am pro-life personally. Right. I, I could never imagine abortion, uh, having, you know, aborting my beautiful daughter. And so what we want to do, what, this, what the mission is behind here, and it's not just, you know, stopping abortion, but it's actually a new organization that's about changing hearts and minds too. And not and making educating. people feel bad maybe and get them for adoption. Exactly. Like Finding, like helping people with financial support, with resources, with education. Maybe, maybe they could raise with, a kid. With then. adoption and pregnancy. Exactly. With adoption pregnancy centers. Because it's it's one thing, and yes, adoption should certainly be part of it. Mm-hmm. Imagine what would happen in this world. There, there's so many Americans and, and people in other countries too that would love to be able to adopt a child. And it's so incredibly expensive. Yeah. To just to be able to try to do that, but it's so incredibly cheap have you thought to that, have you kill thought to kill yet? and have and have an abortion. What's that? Have you thought that through yet? Uh, about yeah, because that's going to be a lot more Democrats. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm glad you took that as a joke. Yeah, because yeah. I'm for all for free and fair elections. I, I have a sense yeah. of humor, but yeah, you know, I made that joke. Because, I know. You know what I'm saying? I know. So I didn't. Mean, I didn't mean it. I don't want. If anybody out there, it was just a joke. Okay. No. I have a sixth sense of humor. I put guess on it. But imagine if the tables were turned. Imagine if it was more expensive. And like, I mean, we're talking ten thousand dollars to have an abortion as opposed to maybe just a few hundred dollars. Two hundred fifty bucks to adopt another person. I took and, and bring them under your wing. I took a friend to go yeah. get an abortion because she was nervous and her parents wouldn't take her. Mm-hmm. And uh, this was in high school. It was, 200, sure. it was 250 bucks. Yeah. She was 17 years old. Her parents didn't know. She had to go to a court. Yeah. And then the, the, the judge signed off on it. Yeah. And I was like, wow, this is crazy. Yep. And then I'm sitting in the abortion room with people taking pictures of us and everybody thinks it's my kid. But I was, you know, she was a she was an athlete, and uh, I knew her for a long time. I said, right. you know what, you're my bud. I'm gonna stick with you, yeah, and I'll protect you, and I'm not gonna let anybody talk smack to you, and I'll take care of you until you heal. Yeah, and ultimately, it's it's and she regrets it to this day. Uh, I, no, I believe it. She, and she, has, she has she struggles really really much because she can't she she's now over forty and she was unable to have a kid, and that was her one chance, oh, man. potentially her one chance. Yeah, and so it's it's about changing hearts and minds, and ultimately there there's one thing, and this is what I've come from, where I come from now. Um, who has changed my heart and who has changed my mind has been Jesus. It has been Yeshua, Jesus Christ. It did has you, been. Did, wait, yeah. repeat that. You said Yash, Yeshua. Yeshua, Yeshua. Yeshua. So, in in we're going to talk more about yeah, this because we'll, I I want to get more into faith, sure, and, and religion. Absolutely. I, I just don't have anybody to go with. No. Well, we'll we'll talk it out together, man. Let's yeah. walk together. Because I like going to church. I usually go to post-contemporary award. Sure. But my friend's family's sick, and it's just weird. So I yeah. don't like going by myself. But I like to go with other people where we can have coffee and we don't have to get super yeah. dressed up. Absolutely. And what what it's all about, what I'm learning myself, finding myself 
going down as far as the road that I'm on right now is not necessarily a denomination. You know, there's there's so many splinters of Christianity and churches and religion, if you want to call it that. I've the way that I'm just kind of seeing the world right now is I got a new set of eyes. I'm seeing it like you're either the kingdom of light or kingdom of darkness, and things go with things. You know, the the yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the the abortion is on that hard left. It's not on the right at all. There's more pro-life people than than death, and there's that meme that's been going around, and it's it shows you the the two, um, the the two tickets that for you know Trump versus Biden. You know, if you're a Democrat, it starts out with killing babies. If you're a Republican, you're for letting babies live. It's emotion. It's not emotion. It's principle. It's life and death. Well, yeah, the life first and death. one on the, the first life thing. and death's emotion. Exactly. So Democrats, Democrats are going to say, "Oh, it's emotional because they want you to have an abortion." Right. They're also going to go with guns because they're going to say it's emotional that guns kill sure. people. Sure. Then they're going to try to paint the Republicans into, "Okay, well, you, you know, are against a woman's rights to choose." Right. Right. And then you're, then they're going to put pin them against, "Oh, yeah, you you guys support murderers." Yeah. And then the Republicans are going to come back and be like, here, here's a balanced budget. The budget's $3.96 trillion a year. We only raise about 3.5. We're spending about points, we're borrowing 0.6 trillion a year debt. So, uh, how are your kids going to pay for that in 10 years? Right. <laughs> when you, when you want to spend X amount of dollars on, uh, the Green New Deal. Yeah. <coughs> so I wish we could get some more Tea Party people back in there. Oh, they're 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 coming. I think so. Trump and, and that movement, the MAGA movement, if you will, he's consolidating the the Tea Party. I was in the Tea Party in 2012. I was all the for Ron Paul. Yeah, I like Ron Paul. Yep, I like how he's a libertarian and he's. Yep. Cons- I like I like I like I like politicians that are consistent. Yeah, and one thing that really struck me about him is very interesting. Um, and I'll give I gotta give Trump pre- credit for not taking a salary. By the way, he, he's doing a very good job with that. I'm yeah. very interesting. And he's catching heat for it. Yeah. Well, well, go figure. You don't. You, you can't do anything right, no, <laughs> according no. To, to the crazy. No, no, you can't do anything right to the crazy people. But he's done a lot of right, a lot of good things. Exactly. So well, let me get back to this one point. So yeah. we we're talking about yeah. the establishment, anti-establishment, right? Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna draw this picture. I was speaking to a, a Russian um, because my wife has a Russian family that they all moved here, and they celebrated. Can I be that pen piece of paper? Sure. He blew. He, he's a professor at Notre Dame. He blew my mind. Okay. And now it's not gonna happen for a second. But you know how we were trained to learn how the political spectrum like this? Okay. Left wing, radicals, right wing. Okay. In Russia, they were learning to do it like this, right? Okay. Left wing, right wing. And their biggest fear is when the two anti-establishments meet hmm. to fight the establishment. Okay. Now, right now, these guys are so far apart. But imagine if Antifa and uh, uh, Proud Boys, and well, they're not really that, but if they met to fight the establishment – all hell break loose. It blew my mind. But Russia is a different country, right? I mean, we could we could call this, but like, could you imagine if two anti-established movements, even if they like, imagine if Antifa and uh, the KKK got together and just terrorized people? That's not good. That's the worst. That's the worst yeah. case scenario. Now we have the left over here saying and doing whatever they want because I think. Forty percent of the left believe they can say and get away with it, whatever they want. Sure. Then we have the KKK and the radicals in this box that we would allow them in a conversation. Yeah. But they're looking over here, saying, "Well, these people get to say what they want." So as soon as Trump's gone, these people are going to come out and be like, "F this, F that, racist, racist this, racist that," and it's going to make us all look bad. Yeah. And it's going to keep going back and forth. Doctor Jordan Peterson predicted it, and it's sad. 
we got to so it's up to us as leaders in, in our age group to be like hey everybody we need to chill we need let's go sit down and have a beverage yeah not 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 a beer but let's talk things through right because i found that that you ever, you ever have an argument with somebody and then you're just like, hey, man, why don't we just sit down and have a water and we'll just talk it through. And then yeah. it, it just it, – everything changes. You may, you may not disagree, but we're all Americans. Yeah. We, we return Americans versus Here's, here's the interesting thing, though, and we got to keep this in mind. Um, for the – we're, we're Americans, in my opinion, because of the Constitution. We're Americans because of who we are and that foundation. I'm American no matter what. Right. Well, here's, here's the hard part to digest. If we separate – ourselves from those foundational principles such as the constitution such as life liberty the pursuit of happiness and uh, the bill of rights and the bill of rights and the respect for the rule of law mm -hmm. and the respect for innocent life and looking out for those who are less fortunate in my opinion in my soul anyway i don't i can't feel that we're still that that people that we were supposed to be and here's a very interesting point that John Adams, the second president of the United States, made. He you said sure, this constitution. Are you sure it was John Adams or not John Quincy? I'm just teasing. <laughs> I, I know it was president. it was John Adams. I know. I know the presidents. I just yep. mess around. Um, the second president said the constitution was made for a moral and religious populace, and it's completely insufficient for anything else. For anything yeah. else. It was. It was. Who I forgot. Who wanted the Who wanted the big uh, the big government? Was it the South? The South, South wanted states' rights. South wanted. You're talking about civil war. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. No. No. When they signed the Bill of Rights, because the, when we ratified the Constitution, we had to have the, the the Bill of Rights. I believe the North wanted a large national government, and the South said we won't ratify it unless you give us the Bill of Rights, mm. freedom of speech, guns, states' rights, Tenth gotcha. Amendment, yep. and that's the only reason we we signed it. And then when slavery came along. Um, you know, the North hated slavery. Yeah. The South viewed it as a way of life. Right. And um, so when Abraham Lincoln issued the Emancipation Proclamation, he was hoping that the, the slaves in the South would rebel against the Southern Army. Right. He kind of used them as pawns in a way. Based on history, I, I wasn't there. You know what I mean? Right. But, but right. from what I've read. Right. And, uh, and, and it didn't work the way he wanted it to work because I don't believe the Civil War was fought over slavery. Now, there's a million people that would disagree with me. I believe it was over the South not being able to have free labor, whether it's white, black, or anything, to sell their products the way they needed to. Yeah. And it was an argument over states' rights. That makes sense to me too. But yeah. but but it's hard. But you can't you can't you cannot say slavery wasn't part of it because there was right. a slave trade. Right. Right. I just don't think I just don't think Abraham Lincoln was like, oh, I'm just gonna just you know. Issue the Emancipation Proclamation out of the goodness of my heart. I think he wanted an uprising in the Southern um, Army. But I was a history buff before I went to political science, and that's what I learned. So nice, nice. And I'll, I'll read it over again because I might be wrong. So okay, all right. Let's move on to yeah. what else you got. Okay, so um, I, I love that you came prepared because I, I really, <laughs> I, I really like listening to you. You, you, you have. Um, Unique perspectives on so many things, and I, and I wish we could speak on the phone more, but we're yeah. so busy. That's uh, all right. We'll have to make time so to do this. We, we will, absolutely, absolutely. So um, where, I, I don't know, where, I'm, where I see things at right now is just the, you know, the, the dualism, obviously, the left versus the right, yeah. all of that right now. But why in 2020? So there's something very interesting. This year, yeah. 2020, the, the week of the election, the mm -hmm. week of the election just happens to be the 400th anniversary of the Mayflower Compact. 
Hmm? Do you know what the Mayflower Compact is? Uh, uh, I don't. I used. To, I used to know. Okay, talk to me. Guys. So, <laughs> so the Pilgrims came over. You know, think, think Plymouth Rock, and you know, uh, in the sixteen sixteen twenty, they came over. And be, before they they got here, um, the people on the men on the boat there, they they signed this thing called the Mayflower Compact. They were there. They said, you know what, we're we're going to establish a new land, a new home. For the establishment and furtherance of was the, it during the Christopher Columbus time? It was after that. This is after after that. that. Yeah. So when we sold the Indians land. Yeah. So 1492 was first. Columbus sailed the ocean blue. Okay. And then about 120 some years later, that's when the Pilgrims came over. Okay. With Rock and Most of my history starts uh, pre pre World War One to World War Two to Vietnam gotcha. and stuff like that. Gotcha. So so where where was America? Why, how and when when where was America founded? Well, some people feel. That America was founded in 1620 with the founding of the Mayflower Compact 400 years ago this year. Mm. And what was the purpose of the Mayflower Compact? To establish and the furtherance of the Christian faith. Why is that relevant and important to, to us here now 400 years later? Because that's who we were supposed to be 400 years ago. And in my opinion, I don't think God has changed his mind. He's just waiting for a certain people to rise up right now and say, yes, I will embrace my destiny. Yes, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, yes, let your will be done. We are going to be a light to the nations. We're going to come out of this 2020 election stronger than ever before because God himself is letting these leftist, crazy, demonic lunatics—they're the hard left, the hard evil left. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's call the, them, the, let's, the, let's call them leftists. The leftists, the yeah, leftists, because like will. I had Jordan Genjo on here, he was yeah. a Democrat. He's reasonable. Yes, right. I, I like to the bring crazy, the crazies, if you will, the, the crazies, the, the ones that turn into infants when they don't get their way. Like if yes. you want to have a conversation with them, and they're like, "I'm not talking to you," right. because you know what I'm talking. You've exactly. seen, you've seen it. They turn into infants, and they're they're trophy babies. Right. They don't care about anybody else, and so. That they're they're basically exposing themselves, yeah. and they're the ones that, and it's not just them, but it's it's an invasion through infiltration inside of our government, and that's the thing, and we've been seeing it. It's been on the left and the right, very frankly. How do we fix this? We got to do it in the schools. You know, it's interesting. The school is very important. Do you remember? Do you ever watch that movie, um, Captain America: Winter Soldier? No, no, you need to. You would love I, I thought, it. I thought you were going to say Captain Ron. I was going to say, yeah, no, I no, no. Captain Ron. For Captain sure. America: Winter Soldier. Um, they basically d- they they go inside of the the government intelligence agency called Shield. That's what that's what Captain America, and they basically say this this has been compromised. We need to start over from the ground up, and very frankly. That's what Trump is here to do is more or less kind of restructure things from the ground up, that whole movement and the, the white hats, if you will, inside of our government. There's white hats and there's black hats. What do you call the white hats just so I know? Call the white hats. Well, you, you could call give, them. Give me an example of white hats. Give me a couple names. Um, is Jeff, General. Is Jeff Seven. General Flynn. General Flynn's a white hat? For sure. Do you, like, sure. do you like General Flynn? I do. I think he's a, a goddamn patriot. He is. When uh, Flynn and all those guys got arrested and people were there, um, you know, I have a little bit of history. Yeah. I, I, uh, there were seven people on there. I said, I don't care about Roger Stone and all these people. General Flynn's a titan that we – he's yeah. a titan. He's yeah. an honest man. Yes, he is. He'll be exonerated. This was two years later. Yeah. And then he got exonerated. Yes. I said, there's, yes. there's no way General Flynn will go down with this. He was our, he was our leading ca- – he was our leading spy. Yep. And he was a man of faith, and they went after him. Yep, of course he, they did. 
He's yeah. a, he was a threat to them. He knows. <laughs> he probably knows where the bodies are buried. Yeah, I, I, I know what's going on. <laughs> yeah. I, I, have a, I have a pretty good idea of what's going on, and and I unfortunately I don't think the right people are going to go to jail. Well, and that's what I think uh, we're we're going to be seeing in the next couple of years. Hopefully, is that cleaning out? Because in order for our purpose to go forth as America, for life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness to truly come forth in, as a force for good in the earth. Yeah. You got to take out the black hats. You got to take out the wickedness. You got to take out the evil. Yeah, you got to stop you. the child sacrifice is what it is and the abortion. And you have to understand if you go to an abortion mill and, and there's, this is very well documented, by the way, there are Satanists and witches and legitimate warlocks, people that literally do the evil of the evil. And they don't care whether you believe in God or not. They embrace the, the evil one. They embrace the, the death and that is their food source, is child sacrifice on a spiritual level. With androchrome and stuff like that? Adrenochrome. So, so I have a, 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 a question yeah. about this. Um, where did this all come from? What, like, like, How long has this been going on? I, I know Thousands how, I of know, years. I know Hollywood's been doing it with, I, you know, Mark Rob Rogers yeah. is like, Hollywood, you're still the same. I'm going to repeat what he said. Yeah. But... Uh, you know, Michigan was like number two. Ohio was number three. Um, I've talked to people and was like, "Listen, if someone want, if someone's trying to kidnap you, mm. if they don't kill you right away, they're trying to get you to a secondary location. So drive your car into a, a, another thing." Mm. Uh, I, I've taught people how to get out of zip ties. I've taught people how to get out of, of duct tape. If there's duct tape in this room, I could let you wrap it around my my wrist ten times, and I can get out of it in four seconds. Mm. Um, you know, I always tell them, don't let them go to a secondary device where they can secure your locks because you'll never be found again. Mm. Make, you know, crash your car, put your seatbelt on. Yep. And it's a shame. And you know, it's scary in, in COVID-19 world that we're in right now is with everyone wearing a mask in public too. Heaven forbid, but if someone's doing something nefarious or trying to traffic kids or whatever, everyone's wearing a mask. Yeah. You can't even see someone mouth for help. I'm not the biggest fan of a mask. But I really I do, am not. I do it to make other people feel comfortable when yeah. I go into store, but I don't go into stores that often because I work outside. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I, I wear them around my 70 year old parents because you right. know, they're 70. Right, right. But uh, I want to make sure that you know. My sister's a doctor, and she's like, you know, we didn't know when this first came out, you know, and all that news was everywhere, and people were like, sure. oh, this is BS. Sure. My sister has no, no. She she just flat out told me she's like BJ. We don't know everything about this. We're trying to give you the best information as possible. And, right. And the American people oh, are yeah. spending it like we're idiots. Yeah. We don't know what's going on yet. So just, just, just wear a mask, take your time, give us a couple months so we can figure this out. What month was that? This is uh, uh, like February, March when it first started. Okay. Because they didn't shut down doing heart surgeries and lung surgeries until like April. Okay. Five months ago. Gotcha. So, um, yeah, let's wrap this up a little bit early so that maybe we can have a conversation afterwards. Um, did you, do you want to touch on anything else? Um, one thing that I would encourage uh, everyone to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Number one, first and foremost, make sure you're registered to vote. Yes, yes, yes. Make <laughs> please. Sure you um, and, and please, 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 um, I, I'm begging you, ask for an absentee ballot. Yeah. And hand it into the clerk's office. Yes, yes. Don't mail it in, but hand it, please, drop it off into the clerk's please, office. Please, please do that. Um, I know there's, I know there's a lot of people getting the mail stuff out yes, there. Yes. But there's a lot of deceased people. Like, uh, if I was to go to my grandparents' house, I could get that and I could fill it out and get a ballot and send it in. Yep. Um, 864 deceased people uh, um, voted for Paul Junge against uh, Mike Detmer, I mm -hmm. believe. Um, Ten thousand votes didn't get counted. Um, so, um, if you are going to vote by mail, vote early. Yeah. 
Get your absentee ballot early. Please do absentee ballot, not mail in. Yep. And if you can, if you're healthy, please go to the polls. Absolutely. It's a, it's, it's, it's a duty that we do. And I want to also encourage anyone who is uh, who embraces the rule of law, mm. who wants to see the right things done, mm. I want to encourage them to volunteer. Yeah. Uh, for the, whether it's you know working the polls or as a a, a ballot challenger. Yep. 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 You know, good call. It, it takes in o- in order for evil to win. It just takes the good people to do nothing to sit on their hands. Mm-hmm. It's time to get off your behinds and get on the front lines. And it's okay if you're a reasonable Democrat doing that. Too. Absolutely. So if you're a reasonable Democrat and you can stand a hundred feet away and you yep. want to have a sign and try to do an exit poll and say hi, uh, would, would you mind voting for exactly. this person? That's democracy, free and fair That's elections. That's fine. That's fine. I'll be you know I'll be at the polls you know saying hey please vote for Trump you exactly. Know? If someone yells at me, I'll say, hey, dude, you know, I, I would yep. love to have a conversation while I'm doing it. So. Yep. For me personally, every, everything else will click in. The economics, the, the, the prosperity, however our tax structure will be, the first – the leading thing for me personally, BJ, is the issue of life. Yeah. Everything else is secondary. Everything else is important. But the leading issue for me personally well, is life versus death and that's where 2020 is at. Life is important. Um, money is just a, 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 I say money's a tool. Mm-hmm. Relationships yeah. are currency. Yeah, I could be dead broke, but if I treated you with the most utmost respect and and and, and treated you great, and like, like, you know what I'm saying? Like I was just an awesome friend to you. I would I wouldn't doubt that you would have a place for me to sleep to get back on my feet for a little bit. Absolutely, that's called loving your neighbor, loving your friend, yep. taking care of someone else. You know, as long as I wasn't a piece of shit, you know what I mean. I cleaned up after myself, and I was a good person. Because I've 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 tried to help so many people, and people have stolen from me, and then I hated that. But um, mo- I have like five good friends that like they're like just like come on over, we're going out of town. Please watch our dogs. We nice. have so much valuables. We trust you in the house, yeah. you know. And all my close friends trust me, so. It, um. It's it's nice that way. I always say money money's just a tool, relationships currency. You know what we choose to do with our tools and our time, that's where the difference is going to be made. Yeah, because especially at Quicken, I mean we've probably made over two hundred and fifty thousand dollars before at Quicken and then some years it's like one sixty or one thirty, depending on what it's like. Sure. And it really doesn't and then we have bills and but that fluctuation, who cares? Because as long as we have food on the table, we have good relationships with our kids, yep. we're out having fun, and we have good relationships with our neighbors. Exactly. It's fine. So. Yep. Hey, Jamie, do you want to toss on the music as I do an intro? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to switch up the sound of this. It's going to be like, Detroit, 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 Detroit. <laughs> All right, everybody. Uh, this is BJ Humphrey, your co-host at Detroit Uncensored, August 22nd, 2020. It's 5.59. I had Herman Barbe on with me. Uh, we had an awesome discussion about this re- life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness, and getting back to our foundations and truth. Yep, and also making sure that uh, we try to get maximum voter turnout by using absentee yes. ballots, not votes. Yes. Um, we are both fans of fair and firm elections. I'm a big fan of uh, full voter turnout as long mm-hmm. as it's done the right way. Yes, um, we'll have Herm back in. Um, we're going to be doing. Uh, we have we have so many people to talk to, like people in Alpena, people in Elginac, that um, you know we'll be in the studio a lot, but we'll also be taking some of our, our uh, other equipment out to you know other areas to speak to like you know go you know to. Jamie's not coming to Alpena with us. You know what I mean. <laughs> So we can talk to, to to those guys and then come back into the studio. Um, and the goal is to build a a, a, a really solid, right leaning conservative uh, push um, to fight the left 
using logic, emotion, and uh, staying on the high ground. Staying the truth. Yep. So I think we can do it. Um, I think we can uh, help raise money, and I think we can, between us and our age group, I think we can have some good candidates. Absolutely. So I'm looking forward to it. Um, thank you, BJ. If that means I have to run. No, thank you. It's, it's really an honor that you came in, uh, and you'll be back in again. Yes, sir. So uh, let's, that's a wrap. All right.